Emergency episode. The New York Jets have hired Nathaniel Hackett as their offensive coordinator. And now the rumors have already begun. Will Aaron Rodgers be next in line to join his former offensive coordinator in Green Bay? Can the Jets actually land Rodgers? We'll talk about the Hackett hiring and the potential of Rodgers and Gang Green. And it's all coming up next on an emergency episode of Gangs All Here from the New York Post. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back. It's an emergency episode of Gangs All Here, our New York Jets podcast from the New York Post. Jake Brown here alongside Brian Costello. It's been, what, like two weeks, but we are back. And you know why we are back, because the New York Jets have hired Nathaniel Hackett as their offensive coordinator. There's lots to unpack around this move. I'll hand it off to you to start. I like the move. I want to know what you think. Let me see who the quarterback is, Jake. As I've said many times before on this podcast, I'm more about players than coaches. I think it's fine hire. I don't I don't have, find anything wrong with the hire. Uh, I think it makes sense. He's experienced. I didn't think the Jets could hire a first-time offensive coordinator again uh, after Mike LaFleur. I thought they needed someone who's done it before. LaFleur has done it. His most impressive work, Jake, I know we're going to focus on his work with another team a lot here, but his most impressive work was with Jacksonville. And he was a coordinator when they went to the AFC championship game with Blake Bortles at quarterback. He got the most out of Bortles. So that was, you know, that that's that's the most impressive thing. We, obviously, he has experience in Green Bay. He was not the play caller in Green Bay, but was involved in, you know, the offense there, was the offense coordinator. So from an experience standpoint, it makes sense to me. Solid knows him. They work together in Jacksonville. I think that helps. I don't know if you've ever hired anyone in your life, Jake, but it's a very difficult experience. And if you know someone, you're much more comfortable with that person than if you're hiring somebody you just interviewed. So, you know, talking to people throughout the process, I kind of got the sense that Salah was having a tough time with guys he didn't know. So I, I, in my mind, I kept coming kind of back to hack it because I, I thought he checked those two boxes, which were big ones. In terms of the offense, you know, we'll see. Like, Jake, I've lived this so many times with so many different offensive coordinators they all come in and say the same crap and then you know the season comes and you see what happens so i need to see it on the field and like i said i need to see who his quarterback is joe douglas has to give him some offensive linemen they got to fix that but there are pieces here with garrett wilson with elijah moore with Brees hall coming back i think michael carr is a good player uh they've got the tight ends so i i think i think there's stuff to work with unlike some other past offensive coordinator hires well i didn't know andrew hartz and he was that was part of the reason why we hired him so i don't know if i directly hired him might have been the boss that did but i have worked with hartz in two different places before this he worked with matt lafleur and now he's replacing mike lafleur how about that that is why there's a lot of a lot of connections here a lot of connections and listen like you said i think they needed someone who's called plays he's done it me and hearts were discussing before i almost forgot that he took the jaguars to the afc championship like that's almost forgotten you're like how the hell did blake bortles 
you know, who talks about if he wasn't in the NFL, he'd be ripping SIGs as a construction worker. How did he take him to the AFC Championship and nearly beat the Patriots? They lost that game by four points in a 10 and six season. He went to the NFC Championship twice. He's been to three championship games as an OC. And, you know, that's more than just the coordinator. It's a good quarterback. It's everything else. But that's not bad in your resume. And obviously last year, Hurts, 4-11, fired during the season, which rarely happens in your first season. But I also think there was a lot of other dysfunction. There was dysfunction with Russell Wilson there. And there was a lot of people not getting along. So I don't think that was all on Hackett. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the 4-11, the game management stuff, you know, kicking the field goal in week one. Where I was week one in Seattle where he kicked the long field goal. That stuff doesn't matter. He's not an offensive coordinator, right? Like he's not, you're not hiring to be the head coach. What does matter is what happened with the offense in Denver because they were dreadful. And, you know, I don't think Russell Wilson forgot how to play overnight. So you, you got to figure out exactly what happened there. And I'm sure Salah asked a lot of questions and these guys all know other people in, the, in Denver. And I'm sure they, they did their homework on what happened there. He took the play calling duties away from himself there. He was the play caller. And then he shifted it to Clint Kubiak late in the season, who also interviewed for the job. You have to do a little bit. I'm sure the Jets have done the digging and due diligence on what happened in Denver, but that there's there was a concern there, Jake. I wouldn't brush that aside, but I wouldn't worry about all of the stuff about him being a bad head coach. It doesn't really matter when you're the offensive coordinator. And like you said, he wasn't the play caller, but he helped uh, red zone planning and drawing up a game plan with Matt LaFleur. The reports have said that he was closer uh, with Aaron Rodgers than LaFleur ever was. And I mean, you could see that in some of the uh, dis- disagreements that Le- Rodgers has been shown on camera to have with LaFleur during games. Well, it, helps, so. it helps when you're not calling the plays. Right. That seems where Rodgers gets mad at. So it helps. Yeah. I look, the Aaron Rodgers thing is going to be the elephant in the room, obviously. Um, Bring him to the Jets cause he would change the friend. Our buddy Joe Namath has approved giving him the number 12. He said on Tiki and Tierney, I'll give him the number 12. Bring Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Okay, so I I did a huge story today in the post and Thursday's post about it. And so Aaron Rodgers, yeah, there's a lot of things that make sense about it, but there's there's a ton of hurdles to clear before we get there. The first hurdle is, does Rodgers want to play football, right? Does he want to play or is he going to retire? He's Florida retirement. The second is, does he not want to play football in Green Bay anymore? Or conversely, do they not want him anymore? Do they want to move on to Jordan Love? We haven't even reached that part of it yet. Right? Like we're already speculating a lot. That stuff has to happen. And the timing of this is important, Jake, because let's say Aaron Rodgers and the Packers don't reach their decision until April. All right. Like that, that's what happened, I think, two years ago, or I can't remember the timing. Well, by April, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be signed. Derek Carr is going to be signed. Anyone else you want to name is going to be signed. You can't wait till April if you're the Jets for a decision uh, from Aaron Rodgers. So, the timing of this is going to be interesting that how quickly Rogers and the Packers re- reach a decision. Do they do it before free agency starts in March? And then, you know, from a cap perspective, Jake, this is not a bad contract. Um, it's just $48 million over two years, the way it's structured, but it's a lot of cash. So I know fans and, and media, we concentrate on salary cap space a lot because it's kind of easy to understand. There's websites that help us through it, but teams operate with salary cap and then their cash budget. You have to pay him. You li- This isn't like funny money. You literally have to pay him $59 million before September 30th. So if you- What a life. Him, yes. <laughs> so the, the the way, like, I don't want to get too deep into this because your eyes- It was very confusing. I, I agree because yeah. I was looking at the contract, how it's structured, and I'm glad you're explaining it because I didn't get you it. You guys know how, like, you know how, like, uh, they, they 
uh, if you get if you get a twenty million dollar signing bonus, Jake, right? I'm going to sign you right now. I give you twenty million dollars. That's a twenty million dollar check you're getting to sign with my team. You can take that money and spread it over if the contract's four years over four years. So it's five million. The cap hits five million dollars a year for a twenty million dollar signing bonus. So bonus money you can spread out. What you're paying the person, their salary, that you can't spread out. That's that year. So if you, so a lot of times what you'll hear, especially you'll hear this over the next month, so and so restructured their contract, right? You, you know if you're familiar with that. Yep. That means someone took. They were supposed to be paid $10 million this year in salary. Their salary now went to $1 million and the team cut them a check for $9 million. And that way they can spread that 9 million over the length of their contract and they get cap space. That's how teams create cap space. It's like a credit card. You're not delaying the payment, you're delaying the, the, the salary cap. So what Rogers has is sort of like that on steroids. Rogers contract, you have an option. You he'll His salary will be $1.1 million this year, but you owe him a $58 million bonus. So that's a huge money. So I, I just, I don't know. Will Woody Johnson want to spend that? So it's basically if Woody will dish it, they can get him because his actual number is not going to hurt their cap situation with other needs that they're going to need for the football team. Financially, yes. Yeah. yeah. The cash will hurt their needs though, right? Like I know it's easy to say, oh, Woody Johnson has a billion dollars, but they do operate on a budget. And part of drafting Zach Wilson, and I'm sure we talked about at the time is, oh, you get a guy on his rookie deal. If you have a quarterback on his rookie deal, you can spend all this money, all this other place. You're you're spending $60 million. So like, it's not like, okay, we now have $40 million for this right tackle. Like that might be out the window. They do operate on a budget. And uh, I know fans, like you, you can't rip him if he's spending $60 million on a quarterback, if that he's not able to spend $40 million on a tackle. So I think the cash element is what the Jets have to figure out. I think the biggest thing, Jaco, is will Aaron Rodgers want to be a Jet? Will he want to play in New York? Uh, I, I have no, I, I have no insight into those things. But Nathaniel Hackett theoretically helps that case. Yeah, you would you would think it helps. Now, there's the other sides of it. His political alignments might not line up with New York. You already know he's going to be on the front and back page for things he's going to say. The New York Post might love him. I mean, he, he, oh yeah, post- he'd be good for business. <laughs> he'd be good for business. That's for sure. You know, I think the relationship that they have and also the hire um, of Carter here, Keith Carter. Tell me about him as the offensive line coach. What do you know? I don't know him? much about him, Jake, yet. Honestly, I know he was with Tennessee for the last four years. I think it he was, was apparently wanted by a, a few teams, right? Well, that's what the Jets are pushing out, right? You know, yeah. so you, you believe every single thing you read on Twitter, Jake. Like it's not everything. There's a lot of spin. There's a lot of spin that goes on after these hires from people inside the organization. So. He was fired by the Tennessee Titans. So yeah, he he had, Titans obviously had a good running game. They had they had a pretty good running back there. So <laughs> you know, but yeah, I don't know much about him. Is it? But he's another one. Like I said, show me the quarterback for Nathaniel Hackett. Tell me who's playing on the offensive line because uh, to me, Jake, that is the, the the key to this off season is number one quarterback, but close second is what they're doing on the offensive line and can they figure out a way to fix that and get five guys that can play a whole season uh, or most of a season together. I mean, listen, he was fired there, but they had offensive line injuries. They had quarterback injuries. I mean, Tannehill was out 18 to 22 with the Titans. So he was there during Derrick Henry running the NFL and the Titans making playoff runs with maybe a team that wasn't built for a playoff run. So I think that's a decent resume was with the Falcons before that and the Seahawks as well. But Hackett is the call here, and the relationship is just too easy. The question is, what would it take? You know, say he does agree to come here. Is this a two first-round picks 
and a player? Is it just a pit? Like, what would it take? Now, yeah, Rob? yeah. I've seen that speculation. He's 39 years old, Jake, and you're taking a, a headache off the hands of the Packers. They don't have much leverage in this. So, you know, people I talked to thought it's a lot less than that because you're really, it, it's, yeah, it's probably, uh, as I wrote today, it's probably a mid, you probably have to do like a, a, a conditional picks in 24, right? So it'd be mid round pick this year, maybe another pick this year. And then next year, conditional picks. And it would be like, you know, um, if he plays zero games, it's in 2023, it's it's a fourth round pick. If he plays 12 games, it's a third round pick. If you uh, make the playoffs, it's a second round pick. If he wins MVP or you win the Super Bowl, it's a first round pick like that. Those kinds of moving pieces, probably a few of those. Uh, it would be a package of pay, but I don't think it's two first round picks. He's 39. Like you're you're getting you remember Brett Favre was traded for a fourth round pick. Okay, I know it was a while ago, but it's still he was Brett Favre. It was a fourth round pick. Like you're not getting if you're lucky, you're getting two years out of Aaron Rodgers. Probably like he's flirted with retirement now. This is the third season where he's done this dance. He's going to retire at some point, which is crazy because he's got a contract. I mean, there's a bunch of options through 2026. So if he wants the last two years are fake, though, Jake, those are two fake years. They did that for for financial purposes. Uh, He'll never play on those. If you look at his salary those years, it's like ten million dollars. He'll never play for that. So it's really a two-year deal. Like you're, the most you're going to get out of him with the Jets, I think, is two years. Like I know Tom Brady has now skewed everything because he's playing at 46, but or 45, whatever he is. Like you're, you're, you know, most guys are not going to play that long. So I, I don't see Aaron Rodgers playing deep into his 40s. If it's only going to cost you like a first and a third, or you're saying less, like a second and a third, a second and a fourth. Yeah. I think I think really it'd be conditional. Like I think you really have to make it conditional, Jake, on what you're getting. You know, like. Because it's a, he's an unknown at this point too. I mean, that he's he has had worst, some injuries too. He had yeah. the worst yeah. season of his career this year. Yeah, worst season of his career. He he did not throw for three hundred yards in one game in two thousand twenty-two. So this is not like you know. I know it's Aaron Rodgers, but it's not even Aaron Rodgers of two or three years ago right now. Like he he's he's coming off a bad season. So like yeah, he's he's still great and he's still better than. Anything the Jets have had in a long time, but you know, I, I do, I don't think it's a complete slam dunk trade. The farm, I mean, Lamar Jackson's going to cost you two first round picks if you want to do if they get to that. Like Lamar Jackson is fifteen years younger, or whatever. I think the thirty nine year old thing is not not being factored in when people are saying, "Oh, two first round picks." Maybe I'll be wrong. I mean, no one knows, but I, I just, I just don't think it's going to cost that much. Well, throw off Jimmy G, throw off Carr, throw off Lamar. It's all in on the Rodgers train now because this connection, as soon as they made the hire, you're like, it it has to be at least the Jets are the front runner and it's going to come down to him because Woody said he's going to pay up for a quarterback. So I don't think he would mind the bonus money, whatever he's got to throw. I don't know. See, even $60 million. We'll see. Look, though, I think the good people of Denver would tell you that this is where they were at last year, right? They hired Nathaniel Hackett as a head coach. Remember, oh, that means Rodgers is going to Denver. Remember that left this time last year. Oh, that he's going to Denver. He's following Hackett. He stayed in Green Bay. He signed a new contract with the Packers. And Denver was a disaster. Now, they made a big move for a quarterback, but they made that move for Russell Wilson after they knew they couldn't get Aaron Rodgers. So maybe he didn't like Denver. Maybe he didn't want to live in Denver. Who knows? Maybe, maybe, but yeah, maybe he'll he'll like Florham Park better. I don't I know. know. But I do I do think we we connect the dots. That's what we do. It doesn't always work out. So, you know, I, I think everyone needs to I R-E-L-A-X. But I think it becomes more realistic. And that's what gets fans excited. Because before it's like, all right, maybe we'll get Rogers. Now it's like, all right, he's got a coach in here who has. Yeah, yeah. It strengthens the, strengthens the speculation. That's what it does. But we're still we're still a long way away 
Like, there's still a lot of steps we have to hit before this becomes even close to reality. There's no more New York football. Fans got to get excited here in the offseason for something. I'm getting ready for Mets season. I'm ready for that. But, like, you know, I, I woke up, did not expect that we would uh, have the announcement of a hire and immediately went to the mic for this emergency show. But I am all in on the Rodgers train. Now, listen, he's somewhat of a lunatic, and he's going to say a lot of crazy things that we're not going to like, but you're just going to have to brush that to the side and just hope that he wins football games. You, you won't know? care if he wins football games. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to yeah. take the hallucinogens that he's going to be taking or that is taking, yes. like, whatever. I'm not going to take any medical advice from Aaron Rodgers. I'm not going <laughs> to, you know, put my toe up to a, a Zoom camera like yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. But Jets fans will not care if he wins football games. And, they, as, and they're fans. I mean, and what, what he... He doesn't commit crimes. He says he says some um, out there things sometimes. So it's it's you know you can live with that if he's winning winning your football games. It will be interesting if they get him if he does keep the number twelve and if Namath is I'm sure Namath doesn't care. He's fine with it. But will Rogers? you know, show some respect to Broadway Joe and not take his number. I think Namath would probably come publicly and say he wants him to wear it. Like that's what happened in Denver with Peyton Manning. Right, eighteen was retired there for uh, Frank Trapuca, I believe, and so and he he the, I think it was his family said they wanted Peyton to wear the jersey, and so he wore it. So I he, he you know he's an iconic number twelve. I, I think he I think they would probably give it. I think Namath would probably want him to wear it, and I think he probably would. But get, uh, we're talking about getting ahead of ourselves, Jake. You know, let's go. Do you think he's going to wear the black jersey or the white jersey in week one? Like we're getting way. Is he going to live in Florham Park? Is he going to live in West Orange with your uh, with your sweatshirt? Show us your sweatshirt. The logo, the West. Yes, the Wildcats. West Orange Wildcats. That's your daughter's softball team. team. Yes. Yes. We need to sell the gear on here for charity (laughs) or for her own keeps. It's a better logo than some of the XFL teams. Maybe he'll do the Brandon Marshall and live in the city and take the helicopter from Florham Park home, you know, with that, with $60 million a year, yeah. he can do whatever he wants. Well, I'm hoping to see Aaron Rodgers at the club on a Friday night. Do you um, think he'd shift from the Pat Mac if he showed a gang's all here, if he comes to New York, Jake, <laughs> do, the week, do, do his weekly spot with us? Oh my God. Imagine that. Would help. that yeah. That would help subscribers, right? That's uh, do we have any one else we could bring on that has a relationship with him? Any former Jets that uh, does Brandon Marshall have a relationship with? Uh, I, I don't think there's anyone that's crossed Muhammad Wilkerson played in Green Bay for a minute. I'm right, gonna let try me, to think. Let me text Mel. Yeah, I don't think there's Mo. anyone, uh, anyone else I'm trying to think of who the, the Green Bay Jets thing, Greg Van Roten. There we go. Let's get yeah. Greg on here and, and get Rogers. If we get Rogers on, that's the booking of the century right there. If he comes on this show. Uh, maybe next season we'll see it. Well, the excitement is real. The Jets have hired Nathaniel Hackett. Anyone that has Blake Bortles, takes Blake Bortles to the AFC Championship, gets some respect in my mind. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. And a busy offseason ahead, but Hackett is the OC. Maybe our next emergency show will be Aaron Rodgers is the next Jets quarterback. Stay tuned for that. We'll close out this emergency episode of Gangs All Here next. The quarterback position, obviously, with all the different interviews, were was the number one concern, uh, and rightfully so. And it was it was simple. We're committed to uh, finding a veteran. Uh, we didn't get into names. Uh, um, I, I doubt that he's even studied. Uh, he hasn't studied those guys yet, which he's going to uh, start uh, next week. But we didn't get into specifics on names. But it was it was uh, talked about that we do plan on bringing a veteran quarterback if we can. Uh, we do want to continue working with Zach and uh, and continue to develop him. 
Alrighty, that says adios to episode 137 of Gangs All Here, a Jets podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Andrew Hartz for helping me produce the show. If you're watching this on YouTube, where you can watch full uncut episodes of Gangs All Here on the New York Post Sports YouTube page, please give us a thumbs up and comment. Do you want Aaron Rodgers as the Jets quarterback? What would you give up? And if not, who do you want as the Jets quarterback? Let us know in the comments section below. Give us that thumbs up. And if you're listening to the audio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, make sure you're subscribed. Go to the stars. Give us a five-star rating. Write in a nice review as well. We appreciate your support all season as we are now full-blown into the offseason. Our next episode probably won't come until maybe Aaron Rodgers. Maybe they get Rodgers, and that's the next episode. If nothing, until free agency, we'll be back for a pre-free agency show as we analyze the salary cap and who the Jets might go after. And then we'll have another show or a couple shows, depending on what happens in free agency. So stay tuned. You just never know with this franchise when an emergency episode might pop up. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Brian Cos. Tweet me at Jake Brown Radio. I'll be at 32. The next time we do this show, my birthday Sunday, February 5th. Looking forward to that. Another year older and uh, hopefully a big year ahead at 32 years old. For Brian Costello, I'm Jake Brown. We will see you sometime soon, hopefully for Aaron Rodgers. If not, we'll see you in free agency. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Gangs All Here. Stay safe out there. Bring Aaron Rodgers to the Jets.